welcome to episode 61 of How to Be a Steminist. Today I'm talking about something super practical and it's about something that people often feel is a waste of time or that they don't know why they're there for them. It's about meetings. So I'm going to be giving you a few tips and tricks as to how to get the most out of workplace meetings so that they are no longer a waste of time and you feel like you are actually contributing and being of value and service when you're there. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you could join me again. I hope you've had a good week. I have been in London over the weekend and I thought I was there only because my husband was meeting up with some friends for a meal. Basically, they did this thing last year or the year before where they played fantasy football and they had six of them in their fantasy football league. The bottom three, so the three losers had to buy the top three winners a Michelin star meal. But because of COVID, this was the first time they could get together. So they did that this weekend. And also it was the Euro Cup final for the football or the soccer where it, yeah, in Australia, we called it the soccer, but in the UK, it's football. Um, so that was on Sunday night. So I thought we were there for that. But on top of that, I was thrown a surprise baby shower. So that was so exciting. I had no idea what was happening. Um, yeah, I was just so shocked when I walked in because I knew, you know, the boys were out for lunch and I thought the girls were just getting together because it was convenient. Um, but yeah, it was just such a lovely surprise. I had all of my UK friends there and all of my Australian friends, plus a couple of other people who live in other countries. So Singapore and um, Spain on a Zoom call. They were up till quite late. I think it was probably like 10 or 11 p.m. for them. And they all stayed up for me uh, to wish me good luck on my final stretch of being pregnant received some amazing gifts that was such great food and it was just so lovely to hang out with everyone so feeling very very blessed with some amazing friends they all pitched in to organize it I didn't do a thing um yeah it was just so lovely anyway so that was my weekend also, over the past couple of weeks, I have been running some of my final corporate group workshops before I head off on maternity leave. And oh, I've enjoyed them so much and I am going to be sad to be leaving them behind for a couple of months. But I'm sure once the baby's here, 
I may not even be thinking about them anymore for a period of time. It's so strange to think that, you know, I guess ever since I finished university, my top priority in life or the thing at the forefront of my mind has always been career or my business. How do I get the most out of my career? How do I perform better? How do I do this and that? I probably spend my spare time thinking about work and now all of a sudden I'm gearing up to try and not think about work for a few months. So it'll be a really strange yet interesting period of time if you have been through this before and you have any words of wisdom for me, I'd love to hear them. I guess I've been catching up with a few other female business owners who have had children before and I was trying to get some advice as to how long should I take off because obviously I'm not employed by anyone else so I have that flexibility. Um, but that also means I need to figure out for myself what to plan. So I was asking, how long should I take off? Should I be doing stuff while I'm on mat leave? And what should I plan for? And the advice I kept getting again and again from all these experienced mums is that every single pregnancy and birth and baby are different, even if you are the same woman who've had you know, multiple babies, each maternity leave has been different for them. And it just depends on how you're feeling after the birth, depends on the baby itself. Um, there are just so many factors. So I am very fortunate that I'll be able to see how it goes. But my plan is to take from August to the end of the year off, but probably do bits and pieces here and there. So um yeah, I guess I will keep you updated as to what I end up doing. But today I wanted to talk to you about a really practical thing and topic, which is about meetings and how to get the most out of them. I chose this topic today because over the past couple of weeks, three of my private clients have come to me with similar concerns or questions. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you will know that this kind of happens quite often. For some reason, similar themes will come from my clients at different times of the year. And, and this is one that has come up quite a few times. So I thought, what better time to talk about it than now? I guess a couple of the concerns that these women were facing were, firstly, they felt sometimes that meetings were a waste of time. They were boring. They didn't know why they were there. Sometimes they got pulled into meetings last minute and they didn't really understand what the purpose of the meeting was, but it was kind of urgent that they were there. So they went along with it. Other concerns include, you know, being quite afraid to speak up in meetings or feeling like, you know, their inner thoughts aren't worth talking about or bringing up. So kind of not having that respect for their own ideas and therefore they're just kind of sitting there in the meeting quietly, not feeling like they're adding anything, but also feeling like they don't have anything of value to add to the meeting. And then afterwards, because they don't have the confidence to speak up, after the meeting, they feel a bit like, oh, I, maybe I should have said something. 
So this is kind of what I call the double whammy. Your inner critic or that mean voice in your head sometimes will tell you not to do something and then will make you feel guilty for not doing it afterwards. So this has come up quite a few times recently. So I wanted to cover a few points on how to get the most out of meetings and Maybe these are ways in which you can feel a bit more valuable when you step into workplace meetings moving forwards. So let's dive straight in. Before you even think about scheduling the meeting or saying yes to a meeting, the one thing you need to be clear on is what is the purpose of this meeting? If you can't answer this question, then you will never know why you're there or what value you can bring. You'll literally just be flying by the seat of your pants. So you have got to have complete clarity as to what the purpose of the meeting is. So what is the other person calling this meeting for? Or what are you calling this meeting for? If it's a regular meeting, so I know in a lot of tech companies, you'll have maybe daily or weekly stand-up meetings. So if it's a regular meeting, it may feel like, oh, it's just in our schedule. We have to go to it every week or every day. I don't really know what the purpose is. It doesn't matter whether it's regular or a one-off thing that's been called. There must still be a purpose. Otherwise, it's kind of a waste of time. If you're all just meeting for the sake of it, then why are you even there? Sometimes the purpose of the meeting is to make sure everyone is connected. So maybe it's not so much that a decision needs to be made by the end of the meeting or you need to solve a problem by the end of that catch up. But maybe the purpose is that everyone feels connected and has a chance to tell each other what they're doing day to day. What is the purpose? You have got to be clear on that before you say yes to any meeting or before you call a meeting. It's not good enough just to think, oh, I, you know, I haven't met with this person for a while. I should probably catch up with them. What is the purpose? Ask yourself that before saying yes to any meeting. Now, I know sometimes, <laughs> and this happens quite often, especially, you know, from my own experience in engineering, you can be dragged to meetings last minute. So you might be asked by your boss or by your client to attend a meeting last minute. Sometimes they'll call you at 6 p.m. and say, hey, we've got this meeting tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. We need you to be there. And sometimes you have like no background, no idea why the meeting was called. You might not even know who's there. So in times like that, Maybe you don't have the option of knowing what the purpose of the meeting is before you say yes. Hopefully this is not something that happens too often, but if it happens to you every now and then, that's absolutely fine. Go to the meeting, but at the start of the meeting, you then need to find out by asking lots of questions what the purpose of the meeting is. You can do this by following my Second tip. So the first tip was trying to figure out what the purpose of the meeting is. My second tip for meetings is to set the tone of the meeting at the very start. Have you ever been to a meeting where you had no idea what the purpose was and then you kind of 
all maybe wanted to get something out of it, but then you felt by the end of it that it was just a waste of a couple of hours of your day. <laughs> because no, you know, like a conversation maybe went nowhere, there were no actions, there was nothing agreed at the end, it was just a directionless discussion. If you have ever been in those meetings before, you will know how frustrating it is, especially when you're super busy. And the way you can prevent that from happening is to set the tone at the start of the meeting. So by this, what I mean is to figure out what they would like to know. So if they called the meeting and maybe you're not entirely sure what the meeting is about or what the purpose is, ask them. Okay, so we've got uh, the next 60 minutes together. What is it that you would like to get out of this meeting? What would you like to walk away with this uh, from this meeting with? So that might be knowledge from you. It might be a list of questions to ask someone else. It might be some actions that are agreed. What is it? What is it that they'd like to walk away with? Also, as a part of setting the tone, is you need to also state what you want to get out of the meeting. So even if someone else called the meeting, you are allowed to say what you'd like to get out of it. So maybe it is that you've both got different purposes for being there. That's okay. Just say, okay, we've got 60 minutes together. So it sounds like you want to get um, answers for this list of questions that you have. Also in this 60 minutes, I would like to know what actions we are both going to take in order to move this project forward. Okay, so what have we got so far? Figure out the purpose of the meeting and at the start of the meeting, set the tone. Now, even if you knew what the purpose of the meeting was before you stepped in, and even if there's a written agenda, it's always good practice to still reiterate what that is at the start of the meeting. Because as you know, <laughs> there are going to be people who like to derail meetings, by setting the tone at the start, you kind of have this leadership of what's going to happen during those however many minutes you've got together. It's kind of like a mini agreement at the start of your meeting time, which is precious time, let's face it. A mini agreement as to what you would both like to get out of that meeting. Okay, so the third tip is with regards to, you know, how I mentioned that lots of women who I coach find, a, they, they find it a bit stressful going to meetings. They find that they're under a lot of pressure to perform or to speak up when they don't feel comfortable speaking up. Maybe they've got ideas and they don't know how to voice them. So my third tip really is to take the pressure off yourself. A meeting should have a purpose and all you need to do in that meeting is to make sure that you provide as much value as you can based on your role or based on your experience. A lot of people will go into meetings feeling like, okay, this is an opportunity to make myself look good, to stamp my authority. I need to be able to say the right thing. If I share an idea, it needs to be 100% correct. No one needs that kind of pressure going into a meeting. So take the pressure off. Meetings are not about making yourself look good. 
They are about the value you can provide or the benefit you can bring. No matter how junior or senior you are, no matter how related to the topic you are to that meeting or not, you have your own unique life experiences, especially as women in STEM. We're often minorities, so our ideas are probably different to everyone else's. So in the world of STEM, where innovation and different ideas are so important, It is more important than ever that women will speak up about their ideas that are different to everyone else's. So this is your chance to have a real impact. Think about the value you can bring rather than, will I look stupid doing this? I've spoken about this before, but this is what I call the flip the focus technique. Sometimes when we are afraid to speak up or to do something, It's because we're thinking about the risk to ourselves. So we might be afraid of sharing an idea in a meeting because it's not 100% formulated. Maybe it's incorrect. Maybe I don't have all the answers yet, so therefore I won't share them. Otherwise, maybe someone will laugh at me or say that I'm wrong or um, not give me a promotion later on. We think about all the risks to ourselves. But when you flip the focus you start thinking about the benefits to others. Okay, I've got this idea, not sure if it's 100% right, but if I share this, then maybe it can benefit the team. Maybe it can make our project more efficient. Maybe it can help my client make more money. I don't know, what, whatever it is, think about the benefits to others. Take that pressure off yourself. You don't have to be 100% right. Meetings aren't about making yourself look good. It's just about providing value and making sure that you were there for a reason. My fourth tip is about how to end a meeting. And the best way to end a meeting is to summarize. So at the start, you figured out what the purpose of the meeting was, right? So at the end, summarize or ask the other person, did you get this? You know, you said you wanted this meeting to answer these questions. You know, have you gotten what you wanted? And then also summarize what you got. So you can say, well, you know, at the start of this meeting, I said that I wanted to get this. And yes, you've answered these questions. And here's a summary of what I've gotten out of it. This is good for a couple of reasons. So firstly, if there are actions that were agreed, then you can make sure that everyone's on the same page, right? Sometimes it's so easy to finish a meeting and totally forget what you've agreed to do, or the other person might forget what they've agreed to do. This is a chance to remind them and to remind yourself. It's also a good chance for, you know, if you are reiterating something that you learned during a meeting, that you check your understanding of what they said was correct. So you can summarize really quickly in just a couple of sentences. Okay, so I came here wanting to know this knowledge. You've now taught me this. um, And then you reiterate it. This is a good chance for them to clear up any misunderstandings or anything that you've missed. And therefore, you both know what uh, the other person has understood from their meeting and there's no kind of like questioning afterwards. Did they really understand me? Did they really agree to this and that? Will they do this by this date? My fifth and final tip 
for getting the most out of meetings is, look, sometimes we are dragged into meetings that we maybe shouldn't be in. (laughs) Maybe it is actually a bit of a waste of time that you were there. Maybe you've been told that you have to be at this meeting and you just have no idea why you're there. I know that when I was working as a mechanical engineer, I would often get dragged into meetings that were maybe four or five hours long, no joke, with the whole project team. So with the architect, with the structural engineer, with uh, the quantity surveyor, with all these different parties. And maybe only 20 minutes of it had anything to do with me (laughs) or the work that I was going to be doing. And yet I was forced to sit in those meetings for hours on end. I mean, believe me, I did try and get myself out of those meetings or the parts that I didn't need to be in. But every now and then I was pressured to be there and it was annoying. It was frustrating. I was bored out of my mind. I also knew I had so much work to do back in the office. I was like, oh, what am I doing here? And what I used to do was spend four to five hours complaining to myself in my own head. Oh my God, this is so boring. Why am I here? This is so frustrating. And I'd just get myself really worked up. I realized in the end that although maybe I wasn't the best use of my time being there, if I was going to be there anyway, maybe I should make the most out of it. So I really started listening. I started to be curious. I, although I didn't have that much to add, I started learning about what was important to architects, what was important to quantity surveyors, what didn't the building surveyor like? And the more I kind of listened in, the more, I guess, peripheral, if I can say the word, peripheral knowledge I gained. And this kind of helped me to become a better mechanical engineer because I kind of could empathize and understand the other project members' points of view. And I could design around those and maybe even like pre what's what's the word no foresee I could kind of foresee what these project members were going to say before I even proposed any solutions towards the mechanical engineering design this helped me a lot on other projects and then it made me a much better project leader and engineering manager later on so even if a a meeting is super boring it's got nothing to do with you and you've been forced to be there try and milk everything out of it. Try and learn as much as you can and be curious. Being bored will force your brain to shut down. You won't listen. You'll get angry and frustrated. You'll just complain to yourself in your head. Why not use that time if you're going to be there anyway to learn something new that might be useful to you later on? So those are my five tips. So to summarize, firstly, What is the purpose of the meeting? You should know that before you step into the meeting. Secondly, set the tone. At the start of the meeting, be clear on what you would like to get out of the meeting and what the other party or parties would like to get out of it. Third tip was to take the pressure off. Meetings aren't an opportunity just to make yourself look good or to make sure that you say the right things. 
It's about what value you can provide. How can you help? How can you be of the most service in that meeting? The fourth tip is to summarize at the end of the meeting. What did you get out of it? What did the other party get out of it? Make sure that any actions agreed are repeated and everyone knows when they need to do them by. And fifth and finally, if a meeting is boring and you're not sure why you're there, still try and make the most out of it by listening and by learning as much as you can. I hope that helps you with gaining a bit of confidence in the next few meetings that you've got going on at work. If you found this episode useful and helpful, I would love to know. You can do this either by providing a quick rating or review uh, on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Or if you don't listen on those uh, on those platforms, the next best thing you can do is to take a screenshot of this podcast episode you're listening to right now and sharing it on Instagram stories. My um, handle is at Tiffany Dawson underscore. Tag me in it. Let me know what you got out of it and share it with a friend. I'll be back next week with a fresh new episode. Until then, I can't wait to chat to you again. Take care. Bye.